0: In high school, Andy Sager wasn't exactly, in his words, a socially active kid. He and his good buddy Dennis Cassia were self-described astronomy nerds. They even built their own aluminum-domed observatory in the backyard of Dennis's Westchester County home. And in the fall of 1969, they hit big. A total solar eclipse was going to cross the eastern seaboard the following spring. We gotta see this, they thought.
1: I have to give Hundred percent credit to Dennis. He's the one who said, "Oh yeah, we could do this. We could do this. I'm sure we can."
0: Andy pinpointed their destination. Dennis inventoried their telescopes, sun filters, and cameras.
1: I think our film of choice was Ektachrome on the telescopes and Kodachrome for just the cameras uh, in plain use.
0: Then in early 1970, Andy, Dennis, a few other buddies, their physics teacher and their dads trekked 600 miles from Westchester County to Kinston, North Carolina.
1: And my dad, thank God, he had that uh, little cheap cassette recorder.
0: Not <laughs> one more minute. So it's kind of distorted, but this is the original audio Andy's dad recorded the day of the total solar eclipse, March 7th, 1970.
1: And you're down here on this beautiful day in Winston, North Carolina. And uh, are you, do you think you'll have a successful uh, event? we well, see how it can possibly go wrong.
0: It was a sunny, late winter day in an open field on the campus of Lenoir Community College.
1: There had to be... Oh, probably 100 people scattered around, some of them set up with telescopes, but a lot of them just hanging out there and kind of looking to us. We were probably the most complete, quote, science team there.
0: Andy's dad, Lad Stager, interviewed everyone in their cohort that day in the style of an old-timey news anchor, including Dennis's folks.
1: Very good. Very good. Thank you. Do you have anyone else uh, with you? Oh, yes. We're a group of 10 people. 10 people. That's That's wonderful. And uh, who is your associate over here on your right? That's my son, Dennis. Dennis, let's go over and talk to him. All right. Dennis, what kind of equipment do you have here? Well, we have a 6 inch and right here is a peak which I'm going to take pictures of shadow bands. Pictures of shadow bands. What are shadow bands? Shadow bands, shadow
0: bands he's saying. Those are wavy lines of light that make services look like they're undulating before and after an eclipse.
1: Your name, sir? Uh, Andy Sager. And where are
0: you from? Pleasantville, uh, New York. Now, it was more than 50, 50 years ago, but Andy's memories are vivid.
1: I had set up a six-inch Newtonian telescope with an equatorial mount and it had an electric clock drive. Running up to the actual start, it was checking everything, rechecking everything, and and being so involved in that, you weren't paying attention to anything else except the equipment that you were going to be responsible Uh, for. Also, we're shooting 15 millimeters uh, black and white to... uh possibly make a movie for future use in uh, my high school physics class. As it started getting closer, you could hear the crowd start to get quieter and quieter. Then the gasps started coming. Here
0: come the shadow bands. Where? Yes, look at it.
1: And it looked as if the ground was undulating towards us, like it was rolling. It was a you know an optical illusion, like an earthquake roll. Bring the camera, Andy. Oh can yes, can yes, can I see it. You. All right. Hey, look at the horizon! Quick, look at the horizon. Having totality hit was such a shock because the temperature dropped. It felt like 20 degrees. Everything went black. The animals, uh, you know, their birds stopped singing, and, and all this other noise around it just that quieted it right down to nothing. But the roar of the people.
0: <laughs> there's there's the Venus to the left. They went to work shooting on infrared black and white and infrared color film. They timed their photos, varying their exposures and shutter speeds between them. Next one I'm going to do will be 20 seconds, twice as long. 101, 102, 103. This is Andy's dad shooting on one of those old-fashioned 1920s plate cameras he brought for fun. Two down. They got shots of sunlight passing through the gaps in the moon's rugged terrain, known as Bailey's Beads, and also the faint corona of the sun starting to peek out at the end.
1: Look at the red spot at the bottom. Look at the Yeah, look out. Here comes the sun. Don't look. Don't look. Andy, don't look. And it was over. That was it. (laughs) 600 miles. <laughs> and, I, and it's funny because I heard my dad say 600 miles for 90 seconds or something like that. All that, all that, just for that. But that purple flash—did you see that purple as it came out from Oh, wonderful!
0: They packed up their telescopes, filters, and cameras and hit the road home, wringing their hands over how their photos would develop. They didn't need to worry though; the photos turned out great
1: seeing one is really awe-inspiring you'll you'll never forget it uh, it's to me it's on a par with when I went to Antarctica it was a par of being in the bottom of the Grand Canyon uh, it it's 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 right up there
0: now 54 years later Andy and Dennis are hoping to reunite here in the North Country on April 8th for him, Experiencing totality is one of our peak moments of being human on Earth. Monica Sandresky, North Country Public Radio.